0: Welcome to Restore the Floor, your Pistons slash NBA podcast with Evan Jenkins. I'm Stoney. Uh, On today's podcast, we will have a special guest, somebody we had on before, the uh, radio voice of the Phoenix Suns, John Bloom. And uh, the reason we're having him again is because they had some guy who made his debut uh, this week for them. I think his name is uh, Durant, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, so we want to see what the buzz is in Phoenix uh, with KD. But uh, the Pistons on Wednesday night had a strange game. Once again, they started off like crap, rallied their asses off, and played really well. And then at the end, Jaden Ivey decided that, man, I really do like Chris Weber, and called a timeout when they didn't have any left uh, and when they were down two. So, technical foul, Bulls get the ball, and they end up winning 117 to 115. And, you know, Ev- Ivy. He's had a real strange season, rookie season. Some games he's really good, some games he's not. Lately, he's been putting up points. He's been shooting a lot better for most of the games. Uh, he had well, last night, even in you know with the brain fart, he did have 18 points. Uh, he had 25 against Orlando. He had another good game against uh, Toronto earlier. So he's getting better. He really hasn't hit the rookie wall, but he's still not. A great player yet, but that's what's to be expected, Expected, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that's what the summer's going to be for because now that you got your feet wet, now you really know what you need to improve on, even though you're probably new coming in, but it's staring you in the face. Now the film doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. Um, the, sucks not seeing Jalen Duran out there. Really sucks yes. with that injury. Um, but what if what have you thought about the new guy in James Wiseman so far? He's Sometimes been, he looks good. Yes. Others, he, he looks like the kid that the Warriors wanted to get rid of. It's uh, we are different
0: players, but almost like I feel the same about him as I feel about Bagley. You know, some games he's really good. Yeah. Some games you don't even notice him. But I think Wiseman. I, I don't think effort's a problem. I think he's. I think he's somebody that could be part of a foundation. I don't think he's going to be a great player, but I think he can be a good player. And I mean, that's you know Troy will have to figure out. All these little pieces, because as as they say in hockey, you need stars,
1: and they don't have any stars right now. No, not yet. No. And I wonder about the addition of R.J. Hampton. They're not really playing the kid yet. He played seven minutes on Wednesday night Mm -hmm. and didn't score any points. No, he played uh, uh, quite a bit, I would say, against the Hornets the other night, Yeah, where I would say both games the Pistons lost uh, gracefully. I don't (laughs) know if calling that timeout is graceful. No, but... But a loss while competing is still pretty good, right? I mean, the Hornets were blowing the Pistons out. I don't know if you saw this game, but it, before the game, it came out that Ivy wasn't going to play, Duren wasn't going to play, Stewart wasn't going to play, Bogdanovich wasn't going to play. Right. So I instantly went to my betting app and was like, okay, I'm betting on the Hornets. And the Pistons came back, cut it to five, and then in the fourth quarter, the Hornets just. Right. Took back over, and I have
0: bad news for the Pistons because Ball got hurt. So that means the hordes are going to win less games. Sure,
1: and it was such. A, did you see the injury? It was just looked like he like kind of rolled his ankle on I his know. own, but it broke. So you had to think that there was an injury already there. Yeah, but I mean, it, dude, it's wash, rinse, and repeat at this point with the Pistons. I know. It's, it's different or, date, same show.
0: Yeah, it looks like looks like they are going to be in the bottom three, which is all they. Sure, that's needed, all we need. Because Charlotte is, what, I think four and a half ahead of them. So I, I was stunned that San Antonio actually won a game the other night. So, you know, that, that was decent. I do want to bring up one guy yeah. who, to me, has played really well and I can't figure out what they're going to do with him. I assume he'll be part of the future as a key guy coming off the bench. Diallo, lately, has really shown off his athleticism. He's actually shot the ball a little better, more of a mid-range guy. But, man, he, he's in control, and he's on the move. He is really freaking good.
1: Well, he's a great bench player, and he's a great guy to come off the bench, especially if you guys start, like, sluggish. Right. Because this kid only knows one gear, and yes. that's all the way down. Right. So, I mean, I like him, but I don't think he's a guy that should be playing 29 minutes for your team. That's the only difference right. that we'll get. But he is a great energy guy, and I'm sure that somebody like him would hear that and take offense to it where there is no offense no. to be taken no. because that's a role that every NBA team needs. He's not a superstar. He's not going to be a superstar, but he has the ability to do superstar plays that you'll see on SportsCenter the next mm-hmm. day. If, is that still a thing, by the way? Does SportsCenter still yeah, show top, highlights? Yeah, okay. plays, yes. <laughs> but I like his game. I just don't know long term if he's a solution trying to win. Right.
0: I mean, look. Good teams need good guys coming off the bench. Everywhere. So he's perfect for, yes. for for them or for anybody as a really good bench player. All right, coming up, uh, they go to Cleveland on Saturday. You know how that's going to end up. Yep. And then they're they're home for three, four in a row, including the makeup against Washington on Tuesday. But and that's part of a back to back. Chauncey Billups, Jeremy Grant, and the Portland Trailblazers, and Damian. L- I, I hope Lillard plays. So do I. Because this is part of the problem of the NBA. Uh, there are fans who probably say, you know what, I want to go see Dane play.
1: You just got to wait till You, you got to wait
0: of. till the game of day be- before you decide to spend your money because of load management. And then it's uh, Washington, Charlotte, big game, and then uh, back-to-back Saturday, Monday with uh, Rick Carlisle Tyrese Halliburton, who should be a Piston,
1: Mm. uh, and the uh, Indiana Pacers. Might be dealt by now. It seems like everybody in that draft is getting dealt. Him? Bay, Yeah. Who knows what would have happened?
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, it's... uh It hasn't been a good run so far for the Pistons, as we know. We're stating the obvious. But
1: But it could be a great run if they get number one or two or three. I'll tell you what. As long as they're in that top three, I like all three players. I like – listen, I know Brandon Miller has some problems over there at Alabama, but he's a top three pick. That Mm -hmm. kid's – See, I've
0: been hearing what's his name? One of the twins, Amen Anderson or whatever his Okay, name. it would be three, but I don't well, know. I thought it
1: was still that Scoot kid. Scoots two. Yes, and then maybe Brandon Miller. I don't know. We'll see when we get closer. We also don't know what's going to happen with that kid situation. But yes. be a top three team. I think you're going to get a superstar.
0: All right. Uh it's time to talk about another team in the NBA, and that would be the Phoenix Suns. As I mentioned, the Phoenix Suns. A very huge story in the association, Uh, even before the trade, obviously one of the best teams in the league. And then they pull off the trade, getting KD from Brooklyn. Joining us is the one, the only. John Bloom, one of the radio voices of the Phoenix Suns. What's happening, Bloomer?
2: Stoney, Evan, it's great to be with you. I have uh, definitely had an infusion of energy, uh, very recently. Uh, and this is, it's crazy. It's not just me. Um, it's like everybody connected to this basketball team that I work for and that I've been a fan for, for the vast majority of my life, 30 plus years. And so, yeah, to see all this kind of happen, um, has been a crazy bunch of stages to it though, guys. I mean, it's not just like, uh, they went and they, they beat the, uh, you know, the team in, in North Carolina and now everybody's celebrating. Now, the Charlotte Hornets are obviously towards the bottom of the East. You guys know that. Yeah. But uh, it's just getting a chance to see Kevin Durant in a Phoenix Suns uniform doing Kevin Durant things. It was it was pretty exciting.
0: What was the buzz when, they, when the trade was made? I mean, everybody kind of knew that that's where he, one of the places he wanted to go. But did it shock you when it happened?
2: No, because, Stoney, I think I may have even talked to you about this. I, I, you know, back in the offseason, I was pretty convinced that there was a, D, a good chance that Kevin Durant was going to make his way to Phoenix because he came out and basically said so. That's where he wanted to go. Uh, and uh, usually when the guys who wield that much power in the league uh, have a destination that they prefer, they end up getting there. Now it doesn't happen right away. In this case, it didn't even with that crazy threat that we all heard about of, you know, fire Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Uh, it didn't end up happening, although Steve Nash did end up getting shown the door. Uh, Sean Marks the GM's still there uh, and Kevin Durant stayed there. And then everybody was like, well, maybe it could happen at the trade deadline. And a lot of that talk was about because people thought DeAndre Ayton was a problem in Phoenix. And I never thought DeAndre Ayton was a problem in Phoenix. In fact, I love DeAndre Ayton and I'm thrilled he's still in Phoenix. The one tough part about all this is that most Phoenix Suns fans were absolutely attached to Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. You gave up both of them. And that was a lot. And it was a lot because Kevin Durant wasn't in a uniform and Cam and Mikel were going to. To work for the Nets and both playing very well, doing things that we've watched them do as they've grown as sons over the last few years. So there was a strong attack. I mean, my daughters were devastated guys because uh, they've watched these guys grow up and you, you do get attached to your players when you draft them or you get them on draft night uh, as it, it was for those two dudes. So now you get Kevin Durant and now finally you've gotten through those kind of stages of grief and sadness of everybody losing the guys and watching them play in a different uniform and then you waited three weeks, just kind of an anticipation. And there was so much Anticipation for last night, man. I, for a regular season game in Charlotte, it was unbelievable. People were dripping off the ceilings in the pregame media rooms. <laughs> I mean, it was, you couldn't imagine the lineup outside the hotel. And we usually have a lot of people out for Booker and Paul, and certainly in North Carolina, CP3's got his deep ties there. So there's always Chris Paul high school jerseys and stuff that you see Wake Forest stuff. But now with KD, it was a whole different ball of wax.
1: That's pretty cool. Now, the actual play on the floor, okay, so he, he started off well. hit a, what, eight points right off the rip or something along those lines. But now, I, I believe it was either the second or the third quarter. This is the beauty of the league past, Tony, is that I can watch that from my house here in Michigan. But they had KD out there with Paul and Booker on the bench. Is that something that we'll see more of? And I think that's a great, great way to use Durant with those two getting rest. Or do you imagine them agree. all three on the floor most of the time?
2: No, I agree. I think there's going to be a stagger, Evan. I think that's what Monty Williams is is looking at to start, but he has a lot of uh, figuring out to do, for a lack of a better way to put it. I think you know the staff right now is just going to try to hone in on their best rotation. Last night they played more players than they probably will on the regular. Uh, Terrence Ross is another one of the kind of mid-season acquisitions that immediately got a bunch of playing time. And you guys have seen him a lot in the Eastern Conference. Uh, A lot of our fans don't know a lot about Terrence Ross because he was, you know, Toronto and Orlando exclusively. But they remember him the Pac-12 days of Washington. So here's a guy that they call the torch because he comes in and he's, you know, throwing flames and can score. So that's another weapon. They have TJ Warren, who we loved when he started his career with the Suns, is back from Indiana. So they also have him. And it's just they're trying to figure out the groupings. And, you know, they also had to figure out who they wanted as that fit starter with the guys we've already talked about. And Josh Akogi ended up being that guy. And they just got him in the off season from Minnesota where he was a role player. There was no expectation he would ever be a starter, but he has worked his butt off. And what he does is a lot of the things Mikel Bridges did defensively. He's not as long. He's not as at, well, he's maybe a higher jumper than Mikel, but it's they're different, Makeups, but they do take on that tough defensive matchup and are willing to just embrace that as their number one job. So that's kind of where the similarity is there, and that is something the Suns need to fit in with those other pieces we talked about. But as far as the stagger is concerned, I think you're going to see Devin Booker on the floor or Kevin Durant on the floor almost the entire game. Like, you're not going to see much Suns basketball without one of those dudes on the floor, which is a pretty decent weapon to have. Do you think part of
0: I hate to say anything about Kevin Durant is underrated, but he's a better defensive player than most people think, isn't he?
2: totally and last night he showed it off in the first couple minutes of the game he had a block shot then he came back he made another couple great deflections uh, getting in the passing lane he was down on himself because he thought he was a little rusty having not played for a month and a half but you could have fool me I mean he he did everything that you would kind of expect him to be able to do almost as if you were watching a highlight reel there were a few misses on shots that were barely misses but uh defensively I agree I think that's where he can be sneaky good and they can really play with some things Because now you've got two seven-footers, in essence, with DeAndre Ayton and Kevin Durant that can both protect the rim and also can kind of both get out and cover guys on the wing. That's really dangerous as well on the defensive side. So I think they are licking their chops and some of the things that they can do to teams there.
1: Well, I think the beauty of Kevin Durant, too, is that his entire career, he's played with other superstars on his team. So he knows how to share the ball. And Wednesday night, Devin Booker had, what, 37 points. Do you think he'll defer more to Booker as this is his team? Let me play the third wheel here, second wheel, I guess, because Chris Paul is going to defer too. Do you think he'll, he'll do more of that and let Book have his team still?
2: Yeah, it's going to be fascinating, Evan, because Booker defers as well. So does Chris Paul. He defers DeAndre Ayton. We've got a bunch of deferers. <laughs> uh, and so now, now you get Kevin Durant, who has deferred in the past to Steph Curry. Uh, and certainly, uh, you know, is, is a guy that people maybe knock for being not the alpha. I don't want to knock a guy for not being an alpha. He knows who he is. That's right. what I look at Kevin Durant as, right? I mean, I know you don't need him to be the alpha here. However, there is some questioning when it boils down to it. Chris Paul is still going to be a guy that acts as an alpha, and I'm all for it because. I like the traditional point guard as a leader on a floor situation in basketball. It's just been something I've grown into respecting, understanding. And I think a lot of people, when they get on the floor, look to that person who's handling the ball the majority of the time and running the offense to also get him in position in other aspects. Now, DeAndre Ayton's become a very good defensive anchor, which means he's in the back. He's yelling at everybody else what he's seeing. He's gotten better and better at that. That helps with Kevin Durant. Communication is obviously massive on defense, I feel. So Kevin Durant can communicate with these guys. He's already got kind of a vibe with both playing on the Olympic team. He and Chris Paul go way back. He's played for Monte Williams. These were all the connections that forced him to have this kind of gravitational pull to the desert in in the beginning, in addition to seeing what the Suns have been able to do the last couple of years and wanting to be a part of this and wanting to have a chance to win another championship.
0: More importantly, what type of guy is he? I remember when uh, you said uh, you tweeted out that you were flying with Kevin Durant and that kind of gave you a little bit of a a thrill. Have you you talked to him yet? Is he following you on Twitter? Do you have his burner account access? What's the deal?
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know what I like the fact That we're just Kind of nodding Right now uh-huh. you know, I like I like how I'm just I'm kind of Easing my way Into it uh, Stoney Because I know He's a music guy And I love music As you know too yeah. uh, So I want to Break that down There's some other Topics that he and I Can definitely discuss If we ever get An opportunity I haven't had it yet And I'm not forcing it You know I, I think that That would potentially Throw him off If I just You know Gave him The 100% Bloomer situation Nobody can handle That right <laughs> away You know Uh uh, so we got we got <laughs> we got to ease our way into it, and maybe he'll uh, hear some of the calls and respect the game first, and then allow uh, you know for that conversation to happen. That's my hope. Because one of the things I've been doing this year is I'm tying in some lyrics into some of my calls. Oh. Uh, I'm doing it in a way where I'm I'm kind of uh, it's not every game. It's it's just when I'm inspired and I kind of you know have the lyrics in my mind locked and loaded. And some of them uh, are are ones that I know the certain player if he makes the play will vibe with Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, I know that uh, Devin Booker loves Jay-Z. He's an old school guy. He loves old school hip hop, but he's also just an old soul. Uh, and uh, there was a, a moment earlier this season where Book made a play to kind of seal the deal. And, and I just felt it. And I said, either love them or leave them alone. And that's a Jay Z lyric. Uh, and so I knew that that was one that book would vibe with. So if I can come with a, Jay, a Drake lyric that hits KD in the right way, cause I think that's his number one guy. That's what I'm working on right now. That's my project.
1: Stoney, if you've never seen Devin Booker's car collection, it's all classic cars. So I think okay. the, the, it's unbelievable. hundred percent. And so I have a question though. You have a new owner. Is there any uh, Spartan flags flying around there in Phoenix? <laughs> I think how is that out. I, mean, you know,
2: I think it's weird because, you know, normally we talk about it as being planted orange, you know, and they have all the people of purple and, and you know, orange, purple, and, and black. Uh, but now if you yell... Go green, you get a lot of response. Uh, walking around at Footprint Center downtown Phoenix, uh, I think that there is going to be some influence for sure. But uh, for now, I think everybody's excited that Matt Ishbia is uh, in charge, and and you know to make a splash the way he did, uh, and and in essence anchor the deal to get Kevin Durant. Uh, it's certainly throwing it all on the line. And, and I remember when I was in Detroit uh, for the Pistons game, I got a chance to see a good buddy of mine, Eduardo, who works uh, for UWM for Matt Ishbia. And he brought me a couple t-shirts and one of the t-shirts said all in. And this was before the, the sale was official, right? Before uh, Matt had taken over, before the trade and all that stuff. Well, he certainly is following his own principles <laughs> yes. going all in right here, man.
0: So did, so, <laughs> so did the previous, did Sarver give, give you a, a parting gift? I know, he didn't he give like 20 grand to like every employee or something? Uh,
2: uh, a lot of employees uh, did get uh, <laughs> that parting gift, uh, but uh, that that's a little bit of a sore subject over here. <laughs> oh, boy. So, no. uh <laughs> Kind of yeah, like, even kind though of like, I'm 15 kind, years you know, in. Uh, yeah, John, you know what? A certain person yeah. with a
0: Pistons ring. Kind of like Albert Dale uh, when he didn't get the Pistons
2: ring. Yeah, Al, give me a call, Al Dale. We <laughs> have some commiserating to do, my man. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> do you do you think that deal for KD would have been done without Ishbia though?
2: It's a good question. Um, because, you know, the one thing that that – Differentiated Matt Ishbia from, uh, you know, Robert Sarver right out of the gates is just the familiarity with this group. Um, You know, I'm not talking about the individuals as personalities or, or you know, their bank accounts or any of that stuff, right? Specifically, the track record, the experience with uh, this group of basketball players. So the attachment I talked about earlier with Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Uh, that didn't exist for Matt Ishpia. And it's not a good or bad thing. It's just a thing. So it was something that enabled him to say, yeah, green light. Let's do this. It's Kevin Durant. We got to get him. Would, Would James Jones have done that himself, the general manager, based on his thoughts about the future of this basketball team being built around the core of Booker, Aiton, Bridges, and Johnson? Maybe not. That's a maybe. I'm not saying it's, yeah, Matt Ishbia is the reason why we have Kevin Durant, but I do think it definitely uh, was a factor.
0: By the way, just for voyeurism, a Suns Cavaliers final would just be unbelievable uh, for, <laughs> for the mortgage people in Detroit.
1: Oh, my God, right? <laughs> you want to see some wagering
2: going on. Oh, my oh. God. It is,
1: it's unbelievable. Hopefully, you
0: and Hillman won't go at it. That's all I got to say.
2: Oh, you know I love me some Jason Hillman. I know, I know. <laughs> that's my guy, Hill Dog. Yeah, crazy. you know he might have to. He might have some rules about fraternizing with me now. I don't know if, uh, how that because he's got a closer relationship with the boss man there in Cleveland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know Bloomer. Thanks a lot, as always. Hopefully, uh, a nice playoff run, and uh, we'll check in during the playoffs.
2: Yes, look forward to it, guys. Uh, and and you know it's a shame that that we didn't get to see Cade when we were in Detroit. Uh, I know things are, are tricky, and Jaden did his uh, Chris Webber thing last night. Yeah. That was wild. Uh, but you know what? I'm always wa- keeping an eye, like you said, Evan. It's easy to see it now with League Pass and everything else. We, uh, my, the whole family are always keeping an eye on the Stone, still, even from far away, wishing you guys the best, man. Uh,
0: thanks, Blomberg. Talk thank, to you soon. Thank you. So do you? So so, Ev, do you think the Suns? Uh going to get to the finals.
1: I don't know, but after talking to him and the excitement and just hearing that, I always worry about a superstar coming into a situation where it's already kind of built Mm -hmm. and trying to put their own stink to it. But after watching the the highlights and, and the game last night, just the fact that D book is still able to go do his thing. I mean, it took Kevin Durant a while to get there. So maybe he was getting acclimated to everything As long as there's no egos in play, and I don't think there are here, I think they do get it done. Yep.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Restore the Floor. We'll be back uh, next week. Hopefully the Pistons will, I don't know, win some games, do something, uh, because we love talking about the Pistons, and we know you guys love listening to them too. So uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, download uh, Odyssey, Spotify, any place you get your podcast. We're there for you. Uh, Restore the Floor. Talk to you soon.